Welcome back to 94.3. This is The Coffee House. I'm your host, Willie Wi-Fi Password, because people are always asking for me, and I'm unreliable. <laughs> and you often, no one really wants to talk about me ever. Um, but if you know Willie Wi-Fi Password is in the building, then you know his main partner is also in the building. I now turn to him. <laughs> Gary, the coffee grinder. <laughs> grinder. I just tried to think of. Oh, that's all I had, man. Coffee grinder. It's uh, it's unfortunate. <laughs> I was also flirting with uh, oh. Les- Lester loose leg table. What is that? You, you can never. You sit down at the coffee shop and you can, oh, that yeah. table's wobbling. Why didn't you do anything with coffee or Java? Or, I just thought the Wi-Fi, <laughs> Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi password Wi-Fi. was. <laughs> Just straight something every, something every household has. All right. Yeah. Dang. It is I, that, cla- is, that is pretty funny. It's a classic dilemma at the, the coffee house. You want to ask. You can't find it. Mm-hmm. The barista's pissed. Doesn't want to tell you it. It's there's pr- a caps. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a disaster. It's a pr- yeah, there's like a percent sign, the rogue percentage sign somewhere in there. Yeah. Someone at the coffee shop. There's always someone with like Tupperware. They brought like <laughs> lasagna and tabbouleh from home. They've got the desktop <laughs> set up. Yeah. yeah. Like how long There's, are you here? There is a guy in my local coffee shop who is has one of he puts his laptop on one of those risers, so it's oh, like yeah, eye level brutal. and he can have good posture. And every time I see him, I'm just like, what a nerd. <laughs> every time I see why did him, you I'm leave like, your home. I'm like, yeah, he just made, he's there for like eight hours a day. They I, order one cup of coffee the entire day. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, welcome to Bard to Death, a storyteller's podcast that. Hopefully, keeps you from being bored to death. Today, uh, Colin, aka Gary Grinder or whatever, uh, is our bard. He's going to tell a story that I have not heard, you have not heard, and we will walk down the Uh, road together. We will gather around the campfire, Mm. rest our travel-weary eyes together, and Mm. uh, hopefully walk down the path of the human experience together. Um, So, Colin, if you have any preface, uh, now's the time. Otherwise, I will put the ball in your court, and uh, we look forward to your story. No preface for me. I'm ready to roll. Preface. Okay. Take it away, soldier. All right. Uh, This is a story... Uh, that involves my family. I have I have the best, uh, most hilarious family, as as Ryan and I uh, often talk about. It's just true story. Yeah, it's just storytellers. My whole family is just ama- amazing storytellers, amazing people, hilarious people. I have two brothers, no sisters, so there was just it was just kind of madness growing up in in our house, like Nerf gun wars and. Um, just pranks on top of pranks. And um, this story particularly has to do with uh, my older brother, Kenneth, is not involved in the story. My mother is not involved in the story. The three actors in this in this story characters are myself, uh, my younger brother, Carson, who's five years younger than I am, and my father, Kevin. Um, and this is a story about our this brief time that we owned a boat as a family. Um 
And so there's, uh, in Texas where, um, Ryan and I, uh, grew up for a long time, there's a lake called, um, Lake Conroe. That's like 30 or 45 minutes from where we are. And that's like the closest kind of, you know, good sized body of water where you can mm. own a boat. And so my dad bought this fishing boat. Um, we fished a lot you know, as a family, um, something called uh, angling, um, which is a, a type of fishing. It's like a sport fishing where you use like artificial bait. Um, mm. you're, you're not catching to eat. Uh, it's like a catch and release kind of thing. It's just all for sport. And, Did you um, ever see uh, you, me, and Dupree? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Douglas yeah. and Owen Wilson. Yeah. Honor like, the fish. <laughs> catch and release. That is really noble. Yeah, that's really noble. <laughs> exactly. Actually, yeah, we were part of the um, the coastal uh, the CCA, the Coastal Conservation Association. So nice. We were big on that. And um, you can't yeah. see it, uh, audience, but Colin's wearing a big trucker hat that says CCA. <laughs> I am not uh, <laughs> at all. Currently, it's, it's in just camo. got like a, a cartoon fish with like the this thumbs might up. be every, no. Every time I tell someone from Texas, they're su- they're surprised because I think I'm like the, I'm like one of the least like stereotypical Texan people. But the fact that I fish is probably the most Texan thing about me. Um, don't really hunt, you know. Don't own mm. a gun or anything like that. I do own a pickup truck and I do fish. Um, so anyway, so we're we're taking this boat out. It's a it's a you know a fishing boat. It's built kind of particularly for there's bass fishing is huge in, in Texas. And, um, so my dad gets this, I don't know if it was like 15 or 20 foot boat and it's only three people can be on this boat. But so anyway, we're the hardest part about this, but it's like my, you know, my dad, and I feel like this is typical of dad's like all week long. He's, he's so excited about this trip. Like mm. to, we're going to go out, you know, on a Saturday, all day Saturday, we're going to fish. And, um, the last time we had fished, there was an issue with the batteries on the boat. Um, my dad couldn't get the boat to start, um, which sounds like pretty, like a simple issue, but when you Mm. have to store your boat in like a Marina and then you have to like get it out of storage, put it on a trailer, you know, on your truck, back it into, there's like a ramp, you know, we have to like back it into the water. There's on a Saturday, there's probably going to be a line of people like doing this. And so not only is it, yeah, there's an audience, right. And there's like, it's kind of this weird dance. Of course, you know, you're trying to back the boat in it, like the trailer jackknifes. I remember like (laughs) trying to do it as like a 16 year old and was just, I was just (laughs) getting made fun of so bad by like the other dads there who are just like, have like the the collared shirts tucked into the jeans, no belt, who are just like, you look at these guys and you're like, you can back a boat in, no problem. (laughs) They're pointing at you with the little sons next to them. Like, this is what you don't want to do, kid. This is what you don't want to end up. Exactly. Like my masculinity in Texas is like in question because I can't back this boat in. <laughs> anyway, so my dad, we had trouble with these batteries and uh, all week, you know, my dad, my dad had like gone up to the marina during the week and had like changed out the batteries and you have to put like a certain amount of water into the batteries and he's like, you have to go up and like independently charge the batteries. Um, and like you it sometimes intentionally will drain the batteries so that you can charge them so they have like a full fresh charge. And anyway, so he goes up and he does all this during the week and he thinks that this is like resolved the problem. And so all week long, he's talking about, my dad is like talking about these batteries, like all oh, these batteries are, they're ready to roll. Like, I, we, <laughs> you know, he's like trying to build excitement. He's a ripe. He like, he, you could tell he like doesn't really know. But he's trying to like speak positive things into the universe, like put positive vibes out there so that the batteries like will work. Like he thinks that that's going to help. So all week long, he's like, call. 
lest we forget, batteries have a positive and they also have a negative. Wow. I'm waiting for the negative. Learn that Learn that from Breaking Bad. Um, <laughs> so I need a charge. Oh, gosh. Is it, this is uh, Jason Statham and uh, Crank, Crank High Voltage, I believe. Yeah. Or is High Voltage the sequel? Anyway, so my pops is like, He's just like fired up about these all week. He's just like sure. annoying everybody in the house. Like bad, all these batteries or they're going to just fire <laughs> right up, you know? And he's like, so we get up there and my younger, bro- my younger brother, uh, is, is with us. And I, at the time I'm probably like, I don't know, 15 or, or, or 14 or 16. I don't know. And my younger brother's like 10, like nine or 10, like kind of in that range. So it's like, we get on this boat, we back it in and, like on this ramp and there's a line of people watching us and like we get down into the water and it's like, I'm in, I think I'm in the boat or I was in like, we pull the truck, you know, out of there. It's like, it's like me and Carson, my younger brother in the boat, my dad pulls the truck up, you know, we were, we're roped kind of like by the shore. My dad like, you know, runs down and like hops in the boat and we're just like, no one else can enter the water because we are sitting there. And my dad who has been like, speaking positive vibes into these batteries all week has like done everything he possibly could like has driven up here you know two or three times like replaced them charged them like one had an issue so he had to go like return it and get another <laughs> it's just sounds sounds great it's just, yeah owning a boat's awesome um as my dad would like later joke once he sold the boat yeah. like it bust out what's that bust out another foul that's what they say boat stands for it's just a money pit and um we didn't know two, ba- for, two for best days long. of owning a boat or the day you buy oh, it yeah that's yeah day you sell it I've heard that one. So we're down there and it's like me, my younger brother and my dad, my dad goes to crank the boat to start the engine and just nothing Mm. like not a sound. And (laughs) (laughs) what are you, are you watching his face? I am. I am trying to, I it take Ryan. It takes every fiber in my body to not just <laughs> laugh in my dad's face. Oh, nothing good would come out my, of that. My dad is like super sweet dude. Like, um, he's hilarious. He's really funny. Like, he can take a joke really well. Mm-hmm. But there's like, I think we all know there's moments when you there's like some serious like dad anger happening. And where you in don't, the moment, you just don't you, touch it. You don't touch it, and you can you can give it an hour, and, and he'll start joking about it, and then you can joke him. But mm-hmm. in that moment, like Mm-mm. he's got the, you know you got the dad the dad vibe is going. Mm-hmm. You got the kids watching you. You've got the whole this whole audience of like Saturday boat owners watching us. Mm-hmm. People are yelling at us from the shore, like get out of the way. You know, like <laughs> it's a mess. So I'm dead quiet and it's like my dad in the driver's seat. And then in the middle, there's like one bench in this boat in the middle is like little Carson and then me on the right. And I'm, I'm literally looking, I just have to look out the boat like the other way. And I'm like trying so hard not to laugh. And he goes, it's okay. It's okay. This, this is, this is normal. You know, this is perfectly normal. He's like, we're going to let it rest for 10 seconds and we're going to, you know, and While he's the like, line builds, <laughs> the line is building. You can tell my dad who's like still trying to like speak positive vibes is starting mm-hmm. to like, he's starting to twitch a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> he goes the to- robot, like the robot starts short circuiting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> he goes to, he goes to crank it again. He goes to fire up the engine again. 
And there's just absolutely zero sound. <laughs> there's not even like the clicking of there's the nothing. <laughs> there's no buzz. There's no click. It is just pure no, dead batteries. No signs Unexplainable. Of life. No signs of life. My dad has now put like three or four hundred dollars of new batteries into this thing in like less than five days. And we've owned it for like two months. And Carson, who just has not learned the etiquette of <laughs> of navigating dad anger and, and moments where your parents are, uh, and I don't even want to just limit it to dads. I mean, my mom, you know, it's like, you just, you gotta be quiet sometimes and you don't want to like, and Carson who is like, you know, like, Oh yeah, we joke around with my dad all the time. You know, he has this like young, like innocent, he just goes, (laughs) all he says in this moment is, uh, dead dead silent you know my dad's like clearly pissed mm-hmm. um lines Boiling. building everyone's quiet and he just goes nice batteries oh. <laughs> that was it <laughs> that was all he oh. said Brutal. he just goes nice batteries dad <laughs> It's like a 10-year-old, just like just all week, you could tell my dad has been stressed about this, and in the moment, it's brutal, and I could not contain myself, because it was <laughs> it was what everybody was thinking, and Carson, as a 10-year-old, just let it rip. Just. And my dad, like, <laughs> I'll never forget this, he slowly just, like, turns to Carson, who's sitting right next to him. And he's like dead serious, like the whimsical positive vibes are gone. And mm-hmm. he just goes, if I were you, I would not. <laughs> I, love, I love my dad. My dad's, he's the best dad, but this story is so good. I feel bad telling him. He just goes, if I were you, I would not say another word. <laughs> just, just dead quiet. And, and now in my family... If anybody does anything, like has any sort of like, this is going to work, and then whatever it is you're doing doesn't work, whoever's in the room just goes, nice batteries. (laughs) 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 To this day, it is a a staple in the the bear household. There is something. We ended up having to get towed out of the water, I think. I don't think it was ever fired up. And um, it was just one of those moments where like you see a sibling like go a little far. Oh, sure. And you're happy because it's been said and, and like your parent has been made fun of. And it wasn't you. And it wasn't you. And you're <laughs> scotch-free. And I just got to watch the show happen. It was great. There is a moment in every young boy's life when he has the fear of God put in him <laughs> by his father. Yes. and It's a rite it is, of passage for manhood. It is. It's irreversible. Once you experience it, you forever mm-hmm. have it, and it's always in the back of your mind in every interaction with your father. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember mine. I, <laughs> I think, yeah, I was thirteen, and my dad had been asking me to go rake the leaves. Oh, uh, yes, I remember. Uh, he this. he wanted to mow the lawn, and he could, couldn't mow the lawn mm-hmm. if there were a ton of leaves because it clogs up the. Uh, lawnmower and so he'd asked me two or three times mm-hmm. and I don't remember exactly what I said but it resulted in me not doing it and so I just kept mm. delaying it that day and then he asked me I think a third and as I learned final time mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said are you gonna go do it and I said yeah I'll get to it in a bit <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to it when I get to it pop just <laughs> slap him on the slap him on the back <laughs> yeah I'll get just, I'll get around to it here in a bit <laughs> 
basically like the office intern telling oh. the CEO that <laughs> he'll unclog the fax machine. The coffee will be brewed when the coffee is brewed, boss. <laughs> I'll get to it. There's the stack of mail needs to be yeah. dispersed across the office, but it's mounting. <laughs> For some reason, this character is always like chewing gum t- for me. Like, I'll get to it when I take care of it. You know, when he's I like, take care of it. He's like from and Brooklyn or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just um, like well, clearly playing Minesweeper on the computer, and <laughs> he w- he doesn't lose his mind, but he okay. turns to me and grabs me, and it's a very firm grab, like on the arm. Yeah, yeah. And says, "Get out there and rake." The GD leaves. <laughs> GD was was oh, that's set. huge. That's uh, huge in family life. In full form, it was not uh, shortened for for my my virgin ears and <laughs> literally since that time uh, i don't oh. always think about that moment but i feel that moment every time i talk to my dad oh my god just, yeah it was not a blowout i didn't receive the belt but i was it's very old testament when like <laughs> the wandering uh yeah. you know israelites discover <laughs> the wrath of god and boy they don't want to see it again oh that's so funny Dude, yeah, and it's like, yeah, I, there's just something there that's like so, uh, like holy and and terrifying about dads. That's like terrifying. weirdly beautiful. <laughs> like even today, like as a twenty, you know, I, I turned just turned twenty nine. As a twenty nine year old, like you just still you never forget the dad rage. Like it never goes away. And I've talked with people about it, you know, like kind of jokingly, like, are you still are you guys still kind of afraid of your dad? <laughs> like, you know? And my dad like never did anything horrible. Like he was a great father, but there's just yeah. you just know. Like, I mean he's like a protector and like I've seen him I've seen him get really upset with like if something was like you know, if somebody was hurting us or, you know, whether like emotionally or whatever if it was like or like there was ever a fight or any you know like he was always super you just see and there's something it's like your dad could be like not you know my dad's like average build like you know he's i guess he's tall he's six feet tall but like he's you know he's there's nothing really particularly terrifying about my dad he's like incredibly warm and funny and Mm -hmm. like people often mistake him for jeff daniels (laughs) he kind of looks like you know and he's like kind of got like that like like a polo shirt on nice (laughs) glasses architecture digest yeah like always like wearing sperry's no socks like every you know never stopped doing it from the 70s and um yeah, there's, <laughs> but like there's something as a kid, this, this is, this might be weird, but there was always something about my dad's arm hair that was like, oh, sure. you just you know, like what, like your dad has way more hair on his arm oh, and, yeah. his, and his, his arms and his chest, right. And his back, like, Hey, and you're, you're just, it makes you scared as a kid. You're like, wow, I don't have, I don't have that kind of hair on my arms. Like this guy must be really strong, but he's like, could be, you know, Joe six pack. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. There's like, like <laughs> no, that's totally true. Even like I was, I spent the weekend with just my dad mm-hmm. uh, about a month ago in Philly and we went out to eat and I'm taller than my dad. And so therefore like, you know, like my hands are bigger and I was just looking at his hands on the dinner table though. And his, but his hands, they were just more, they, to me, they were more manly. They had more hair. Yeah. They had more wrinkles. They were like, They've got some city miles. Yeah, they were like thicker. (laughs) They've seen some stuff. Yeah, they've they've fired people. They've hired people. (laughs) Oh, 
God knows they've dispensed they've, with people. They've like somehow swung a sledgehammer multiple times for multiple reasons. <laughs> they've used a chainsaw well. Oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't go near like a weed whacker or like a Nutra blend. You know, I don't. Know. I can't even dice salsa with oh, an automated yeah. machine. Um, but it was just this feeling like, oh, I'm mm. taller. I'm 28, and I'm still not my dad. And I don't know mm. if I will be uh, for quite some time. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm huge compared to my dad. I've got four inches on him. I'm, you know, I'm a big guy, you know, burly guy, not necessarily in shape in any way, but (laughs) I'm, I'm what, twice my dad's size probably now? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like tower. And I still, and and he still is like bigger than me in my mind. Like he will always be bigger than me. Um, Yeah. And there's a, and not to like make a sappy turn, but like I'll never forget. So when I when I moved up here from Texas to North Carolina, um, which is like a whole other story. I, I'll I'll save that for another time. But I'll never forget like hugging my dad. Came with me, and like he, mm. um, it was like kind of a, a quick decision that I decided to move up here and um, to go yeah. to um, divinity school. And um, he was like super supportive, and so we like literally like packed up my truck and threw like a U-Haul on it. And he just like drove, you know, across half the country with me and like helped me like move. It was like classic dad mode, like took, took a week off of work, Mm. came up here. wanted to help, you know, help me move, wanted to see the sights. And then he flew back home, which is like, it sounds like just saying it sounds like a, just a pain um, mm. for him, like, to not, have, like, not like fun. It's not, it's not necessarily. Yeah. It was like a, t- it was like a work trip and, um, two things I'll never forget. That was just like, <laughs> just so Kevin It's like, so dad, he brought a physical Atlas, <laughs> <laughs> like a giant spiral bound Atlas for roads, for the roads. Oh, and it, my, my what, dad what year is was like, this 13. This is 13, and my dad is, uh, yeah, Google Maps, like, well Absur- past beta. Absur- oh, yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, Apple Bugs Maps, I think maybe it started. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, have, I have a GPS. We, we even had, at that time, like, Garmin's were still a little bit of a thing. So, like, we mm-hmm. had his Garmin as, like, a backup. We didn't even need it. And it's essentially, like, a straight shot from Texas to North. <laughs> you know, there's not a whole lot of changes yeah. um, in, in highways and roads. There's a few, but he's just, like, that's just my dad. He's if he road trips, he's getting an atlas and he's tucking it in between mm. the console and the passenger seat. So like just in case something goes wrong or technology dies, which is like it's so foreign to me and ridiculous to do that. So that was like one thing I remember that I thought was hilarious and like we were joking each other about it like the whole time and um he would like jokingly like turn off my phone when I wasn't looking or would turn off the GPS and be like, Oh, GPS is dead. Like we got to use the Atlas. And he was just like messing around. And, um, there's that. And then when he left or when I, when he left, um, you know, I was really ready to roll out of, I was excited to be there and was like ready to leave Texas. Mm. Um, and when, for whatever reason, I mean, like just that when he left, it just like, I just started sobbing at the airport. It just hit me and he gave me a hug and mm. it was like, it was just crazy. It was just like, I was, I felt like I was five years old again, you know? Mm. And, and you uh, knew a few people. I was like people, right back on but, that boat. But you didn't really have a network in Durham, right? No, I had no network. I didn't know any, I knew one guy and yeah. I asked if I could live with him and, the, and, and that ended up being awesome. And, yeah. um, 
but yeah, I knew, I knew literally one person. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's just like, even like then, like I'm twice the size of my dad. He's giving me a hug at the airport. I feel like, I mean, I feel small. I feel like I'm eight yeah. years old, you know, dude, it never goes away, I guess. That is a great story. And I got to tell a quick one just do to it, Matt, do it. just because it's eerie and how similar it is. You guys went from Houston to North Carolina. So in 2012, my dad and I went from Houston oh, to San right. Fran. I was moving up there just for a fall mm-hmm. internship and I was going to drive. Um, and I wanted, I, I kind of wanted to do it alone, kind of this like westward bound, rugged individualism. Mm-hmm. But my dad also insisted on coming, driving with me, splitting the time in the car and then mm-hmm. moving me in, making sure I was all settled and had a, a safe place to stay. Which, which like, sorry, not to interject, but like for our dads who are like, oh, both, yeah. both are like, well like well to do like hat like you know running companies i mean your dad i mean my dad has his own company it's like it's you know it's Mm -hmm. kind of a boutique thing but both like doing really well in the world and to like yeah super busy and like to think that they would like my dad travels a lot like a lot for his job i know your dad does too like to think to like oh yeah i'll hop in a car for three days like i guess that's just what you do as a parent like you just there's no question yeah it's probably I think for my dad, it was as much, you know, he he wants to split the driving time. He knows Mm -hmm. drive, you know, you don't, driving can be incredibly tiresome and people fall asleep in the car and overextend themselves. And so I think it was kind of a, hey, let's split the burden. But then also I think it's just, you want to see where your kid is going to be sleeping and make Mm -hmm. sure their fridge is stocked and they have everything that they need. And yeah, I think (laughs) it just, to our dads, it's probably not a question, but I agree for them to spend 72 hours in a car sounds like a nightmare, but it's Mm -hmm. one that they, uh, seems like they were more than willing to do. And I drove him to the San Francisco airport after he helped move me into my apartment. And I got out and I walked with him to the terminal and bid farewell. And then I got back in my car and I cried and I just Mm -hmm. bawled in the parking lot and Mm. didn't expect it. Didn't understand it really. Right. I was still going to see him. Yeah. You know, still a couple your dad. months. Yeah. Yeah. But just, um, it must have just been like, it's like this moment where your dad is saying, all right, this is where I leave you. And yeah. fortunately, not forever yet. But, um, mm. but even for that moment, it's like you're in a strange land. You may have one friend or zero friends and you're like, what am I doing here? Is this the right decision? And now mm-hmm. my chief ally has left me. It's like you're, parents dropping you off at kindergarten on day one all over oh, again. Man. It really is that feeling. Dude, that's so good. And there, and there's something about that, that you just said that really hit me about um, like your chief ally. I mean, like just there's something about the, pre- I think maybe it's the presence of your father mm. uh, or your parent, you know, if you, if you don't have one, if you're a single parent family and my parents are, are split up as you know, Ryan, you know, and my mom was, um, not a single parent, but was, you know, single mother and mm-hmm. my dad was a single father and, um, but great, fantastic co-parents. Um, but yeah, there's something about the presence of a parent, uh, and, and I guess in this conversation, your dad, that can be like, is so many things like it's, 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 it's so, com- it's comforting, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. It can be challenging. It's, it's, um, it's beautiful. It can be confusing. It's, but, but I think more than anything, it's like just this, it's, it's like one of the most constant things I've had in my life of just like, 
your dad's just there. You know, you're like, if something's wrong, you call your dad. If you, if you mm-hmm. couldn't remember how to change a tire, I remember calling my dad in college. It's so embarrassing. I called my dad in college, first year of college, was totally homesick. I kind of just wanted to talk to him. And I think mm-hmm. maybe he saw through that. And, and so I call him and I'm at Walmart. I've, I've, you know, they came up and like helped, you know, move me in and all this stuff. And I, a few weeks in realized I didn't have a coffee maker. And like, I was like, mm. Oh, college kids drink coffee. I got to like stop drink, drinking Coke, <laughs> Coke all the time. I'll, I'll do, you know, enough with the sodas. And like, you know, I would like wake up and like have a soda in high school is horrible. Um, but I was like, Oh, I'm going to start drinking coffee. That sounds cool. So I, I go to get a coffee maker, I get home, I have the coffee, I have the filters. And, um, I think I had to like look at the box to know like what kind of filters, you know, like I didn't know anything about it. It was, I get home and I'm like about to make it and I call my dad and I'm like, dad, I have no idea. There's no, nowhere in the box. Does it say how much water I'm I'm supposed to put into this thing? (laughs) (laughs) And he, and he like, doesn't even, he doesn't even laugh or anything. I just said like, how much water do I put into this? And he goes, it's, it's really simple, Colin. Uh, he's like, I can tell he's like going to joke me. And my dad's Mm -hmm. like always joking. He goes, the amount of water that you put in is similar <laughs> to the amount of water that will come out. <laughs> so similar. how much coffee do you want? And that's how much coffee you're going to get. <laughs> so, <laughs> the amount of water that you put in is similar to, and he like paused on that. It was just so funny, but like, yeah. that's, that's the guy you call. And I, yeah. and I don't know, we start, I started with the story of like the presence of your dad can be terrifying. Sometimes, mm. like if if dad's upset, you know he's El Jefe. You don't want the uh, <clears throat> you don't want the um, the chief to be upset. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like this incredibly comforting. Still, even in the anger, it's still like weirdly comforting. Yeah, because you know it's rooted in like protection and love, and totally not in malevolence. So um, For sure. Well, I. Uh, this is all fantastic. I'm like, I love how this kind of spiraled into yeah, a broader this is discussion. Like, yeah, kind of a shorter story on my part, but I like where it went. Yeah. Uh, so let's return to the original story. And mm-hmm. I think I kind of, I, we, we bounced around and touched on a lot of yeah. you know, answers to this question, but a lot of anything else there, yeah. you learned from this little micro story, this hilarious, but also really <laughs> truthful story, any, any mm-hmm. other takeaways that you might have? Yeah, I mean, just that. Um, I guess in in the, that original story, mm-hmm. um, the and my dad was like so good with like the humor of it, and even still today is like, jo- you know, jokes a lot about it, and we'll still say it. But in that moment, it's just like I I don't know. I guess it's like you learn from your dad, and you learn in those moments that a lesson that you're going to have to take with you into other you know, times, like whether it's with the boss or, um, with, you know, someone else who, who your, your wife or, you know, whoever it might be that you're in a relationship with, or even who there might be like some sort of a power dynamic with mm. to where like, there are just some lines you and, and times that you, you, you don't cross them. Mm. And it, it can be, thank God that you have those experiences in fishing boats where your little brother says, you know, what you're thinking and, you know, you're like terrified for him, but also like kind of want him to get destroyed because it would be funny. Um, (laughs) um, that like you remember that. And like when you're like, want to push, um, 
your boss or when you want to like push, you know, a friend, you, you might, you might think back to that. So I guess if my takeaway is that just like, I'm grateful that I had so many experiences like that with my dad to where like you learn the consequence of something and you do, and you learn it in a safe environment. I think like the best fathers, like, and I include my dad and, and obviously can't speak for you, but your dad, you know, Charlie and this as well. It's just like he, they give you a safe place to fail. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's, I think that's what I'm, what I'm so grateful for in that story. Um, and that like, you can, <laughs> you can make fun of your dad. Um, and you should, you, we should like poke fun at each other. Cause that keeps, that keeps us, keeps it light. Yeah. I love how <laughs> you called it dad anger and it, it, it really <laughs> is rage. in that it's in the moment. It's when you've, as dad, you've been chief architect of like the logistics <laughs> for the whole week. It's and all I've done on nothing. you. I've, I've shopped for zero batteries. Less I've than like, nothing. I've played Xbox. I've done nothing productive. And I just like, and like maybe on some of those Saturdays felt really forced to go out there. Right. Like I sure. want to go sit in a, a boat all day. And like you, your dad is like set everything up. Like lunch is set. You know, oh yeah. I and, love, yeah. He's the chief architect. Yeah. And he's doing all this while his kids are mostly <laughs> ungrateful yeah. and like unrealizing. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean just you. I mean, kids in general. Yeah. It takes like 18 years before you ever appreciate mm. what went into making any a boat, a boat day, <laughs> the immense amount of stress and structure. But mm-hmm. um, dad anger. Yeah. I think as we age, whether or not we have kids, you, you start to appreciate it. And I don't want to say that a lot of these truths aren't true for mothers too. I think we're just talking about one specific thread today and mm-hmm. um, we could talk for another day about how it parses out into motherhood. And we should. Yeah. And yeah. But um, that's fantastic. Uh, any other concluding thoughts? No, man. Great. That's it. That's my story for today. Well, I must say call. I was most certainly not bored to death. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Bar- Thank God. Bar- fantastic bartery today. Ooh. Uh, your bardhood status is really maturing well. Oh my Fine gosh. Chino. And uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we appreciate your your viewership. Thanks for tuning in to 94.7, the coffee house. Mm. Um, steam is rising. The espresso mm. machine is flurrying in the background. The, the foam. The mil- you can hear the foam. Oh, the milk is everywhere. The guy messed it up. It's a little <laughs> too hot. It's over steam, to be honest. You. Oh, man. The bean the bean grinder sounds like an airplane landing. <laughs> it's always good radio to just put that in the, the listener's ears. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will uh, see you next time. We'll be back next Monday with a fresh story that you won't want to miss. So don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or our website, barredtodeath.com. And if you're really vibing us, consider writing us a review in the iTunes store. Have a story of your own that you'd like to share with Ryan and I? Email it to us at connect at barredtodeath.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Our outro music is graciously provided by Ryan's band, We Are Tall Boys. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Bandcamp. 
Until next time, we hope our story in some way helps you find the humor, beauty, and truth in your own story. I'm Colin Apshabair, and this has been Bard to Death.